Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to The Glitter Boys. Thanks for sticking around, folks. We are back. Sorry about the break, but we're here to talk more about rifts. Yes. Today we are talking about what would happen if the Terminator didn't have to stop and pick up a weapon, if just its toes and arms and fingers and eyes and hair follicles were <laughs> lasers and missiles. <laughs> so there's um, the, the, the first OCC that you will read when you open the book is the Borg or the combat cyborg in Rift's Ultimate Edition. Yeah, depending upon which edition you're looking at, it will be named differently, but that initial statement holds for both, both Bucks and Ultimate. It's the first one on the list. Now, the Borg is cool. It is a conversion cyborg up to 90%. I I guess that's just spine and brainstem left along with your meats. Yeah, depending upon which edition, of course, that we're going with here, the Borg has some... Various forms of implementation. You have the full conversion Borg, which is what most people will think about when they are thinking of a, what a Borg is in Rifts. But you do have the option of going partial conversion, which is where you don't have as much of your meat substance given over to metal. Borgs have some of the best art in Rifts. And I, I should mention that before we dive into what the OCC is. Whenever the, the, the art is is done, and that includes the flash art that's in later and and different books, the Borgs have some of the coolest. I, I especially like the uh, wielding as a katana chainsword <laughs> one with the two fingers up, because delicacy. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is, uh, you know, I use the word iconic a lot, but Sorry, this is one of the most iconic pictures of Rift, and that is the the red and black image of the combat mm-hmm. board mm-hmm. stalking through the city. I believe that's a Kevin Long piece. It's amazing. If you have the Butts edition, it's there on page 152, and it's somewhere in the other one. But they add some new art for it in the Ultimate Edition, like the, the first page of the OCC section. The Combat Cyborg, page 44, another amazing Ramon Perez piece. No, that's not Perez. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking right now. Or maybe now. it is. I, I can't. Actually don't it see looks it. like Perez. I don't know. All I know is that I like the, the little lemur creature in the bottom left. Oh, yeah. I just, I love this picture so much. It's just got this, this cool style. It's basically the same Borg. It looks like somebody's recreation of their own interpretation of that Kevin Long red and yeah. black piece. The, uh, the, the faceplate is entirely the same. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. And so the Borg is what you get. The Borg is what you play if you want to basically be an unstoppable killing machine and you're limited to the first book. And you don't want to spend a lot of time emoting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 how does this attack make you feel? The the Borg lose a bit of emotion. There, there's a certain detachment. Yeah. That that comes with having a lot of your meat taken away, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely not so much of a mechanical implementation of that loss of emotion, 
but it's really there leaned upon, emphasized as a role-playing trigger for the character. Not only do you clearly look like a murder machine, you kind mm. of think like one too and lose a little bit of that connection to your fellow man. I've always seen it as playing HAL 9000 with a gun, not just an airlock door for, for your murder. Interesting. That would, that would be a way to do it, I, I would say. How, however, was 100% AI, I could definitely see that being the late stage Borg. Like, you know, even though a full conversion still has that human brain component, after a while, I assume you could totally become more like the machine, you know, start thinking you are Archie. <laughs> it's it's that old argument that you see in most of uh, a, a lot of fantasy uh, role playing where uh, if you change form for too long, you become that form. You, you run the risk of being lost. Like... Uh, a lot of werewolf things are like, if, you, if you're a wolf too long, you start thinking like a wolf, acting like a wolf. I think it's like that, except, you know, with blenders and <laughs> micro missiles and molecular detectors and things like that. I am the blender. Yeah, I, I could see you start starting to think of yourself as the blade, which I think would be a lot of fun to play, honestly. Yeah, someone who woke up one morning in their full conversion armor, forgot who they were, and instead, from that day forward, thought they were a Vitamix. <laughs> Better than a magic bullet. Go forth and blend. Either, <laughs> either version. <laughs> so, yeah, the Borg has a few options here. Now, what we're trying to do as we go through at least some of the core stuff, as we've said before is compare the first or the butts edition with the ultimate edition, which is the incarnation of rifts currently in broad play in the butts edition. You don't actually have all that many options. And this is something that we've seen before, like with the cyber Knight, and we're going to continue to see with other classes characters in the butts edition 1990 were, there was a lot less on your character sheet and a lot yeah. fewer decisions that you had to make when you were statting up your dude. A good example here is that the Borg in the Butts edition, it's basically two pages, like two pages worth of data here, <laughs> almost exactly, yeah. because, you know, the, the first page of the Borg, part of it is cut off by the list of OCCs, but the third page of the Borg is exactly that same amount of data. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. you just copy paste that and you have two pages here with art. That's it. It talks about the basic limitations. It talks about different types of Borg. Like you could be a slave Borg or uh, a runaway Borg or of coalition Borg or standard Borg mercenary, whatever. And that's yeah. about it. I like the stuff, the, the, the way you can kit out your Borg. You can do it to be like a tracker, like an amazingly good tracker with enhanced sight, uh, molecular analyzers. Uh, probes, sample takers, or you can just, you know, strap a Gatling cannon onto your spine. That, that'll also work. Y you can, you can fly. There, there's, <laughs> there's lots of different things that you can do. So this is one of those ultimate build your own character OCCs. Like if, if you have a specific vision of not so much what your character is, but what you want them to do, a Borg is a really good way to go about that. Yeah. Now, if you're starting from the Butts edition, you have a 
very few options here. You're you're given a, a package that you get to choose from and a little bit of the ability to customize that. Now, I've never actually made a Borg in the Butts edition. I've only made Borgs in Heroes Same. Unlimited mm-hmm. and in Rift's Ultimate Edition. So I remember in Heroes Unlimited, you get like a budget that you randomly roll to determine how much you get if you go full conversion. Here, it doesn't look that way. It looks like you're just given like a list of things and the GM more or less gives you some bionics or something. Not much. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong here. The ultimate edition gives you options. <laughs> yeah. Lots of stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, it should be noted. I don't know what it's like on the, uh, on the butts edition, but this is not a skill heavy OCC. Yeah. It's not really in the original either. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a multi-tool. You're not, you know, cooking is, is gone. I'm afraid sewing is probably right out as well. Uh, horsemanship, it would have to be a very special horse. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's just not available. So give that some thought as well. Yeah, like in the original edition, the Borg gets just a couple of handfuls of free skills, uh, six other skills, and then eight secondary skills. And most of them have very few bonuses so it's you'll have the skills as a memory of who you used to be up to that point but from that day forward once you went under the knife and came out and went through the mandatory healing process you step out of that nurse's lab as a murder machine fuck the skills i got guns in my hands yeah speaking of the guns (laughs) there's a lot of interesting guns most borgs can pick up whatever because they still have you know a functioning hand but you can also strap them all over your body. It, it's literally, you are, you are Lego. You can get a, uh, a body fixer or a cyber doc and just start, start getting stuff put on. <laughs> now, what I think is a missed opportunity in both the Borgs is the amount of things you can run given power sources and, you know, the ability to stow, to stow ammo I, I think there should be like an upper limit of of things that you can strap to yourself. There, man, I, I feel remiss here, listener. It's been a while since I did a deep dive on how bionics and cybernetics work. I don't think there's much of a limitation other than buns, other than what your budget yeah. is. Yeah, like you could literally become a ball of bristling weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a bionics source book. Now, that might give further explanation on how this stuff works. But just looking at the OCCs themselves here in the Borgs, they there's not that much of a limit besides budget. And if you go yeah. through the full conversion cyborg process here in the Ultimate Edition, you know, you get choices to make. And that basically is your limitation. It's like you could choose this or that and then this or mm-hmm. that. But otherwise, it's your budget. Now, for the listener, one thing of note here is that we're talking about the Borg OCCs specifically. Anyone can get bionics and cybernetics if you find a doctor who can do it and you have the money to do it and your race or class don't prohibit it. That does not make you a Borg OCC, just makes you a character of another class who now has a bionic or cybernetic component. Yeah, and sometimes that can be taken very far, especially with like mercenaries. You can be mostly Borg and still not be a Borg. So, yeah. And here in the Ultimate Edition, we have more details on what partial conversion Borgs are. They were kind of left very ambiguous in the Butts Edition. In the Ultimate Edition, you now have multiple options for partial conversion Borgs. You can take 
the combat Borgo CC and do partial conversion. And it talks about in this list of options that you get to pick why you might not want to go full conversion. The the penalties that you will suffer should you go full conversion that partial conversion characters don't necessarily have. The other option is a class that we will talk about later that got a major uplift in the mm-hmm. Ultimate Edition is the Headhunter. The Headhunter yeah. class, which was basically just some fucking schmuck in the first book, got a major overlift to have partial conversion as part of their identity. And I like that. Anyway, we'll talk more about the Headhunter later. <laughs> Let's talk about the feel of the Borg for a second. In one of the games uh, NPC and I were playing, I had a, a very sophisticated and yet burly run, jump, leap character. <laughs> As it turns out, I was being pursued by a full conversion Borg, hunter type. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm parkouring like, you know, like an, an, an anime lady in a skirt, you know, just bouncing from rooftop to rooftop and scrambling up pipes and jumping off buildings and whatnot. And I can't shake this thing. This is an implacable machine, which was still after me and still after me. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what I do. It, you know, there's no doubling back because it's molecular analyzer has my scent. (laughs) It's just the fucking thing is after me and it doesn't appear to be tiring. We had a great Brock Sampson moment in in that one where we ran a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) They hit me with a truck. (laughs) You know, one of the main reasons for that is, let's take a look here on page 48 of the Ultimate Edition. Number four on the list of statistics for full conversion cyborgs, maximum speed attribute starts with a speed of 132. Yeah. That's his baseline. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I tried to go three-dimensional to get away from that thing, going up, going down. It just wasn't happening. Uh, You know, a frozen lake would have been like, the perfect thing, but there was none available in Chi Town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Borg after anything that isn't a dragon is fairly terrifying. And that is that is something you should have a sense of uh when playing a Borg is a sense of your own brute power. You are at base a thousand pounds. Yeah. I mean you're 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 heavy. You're armored. Your 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 body is denser and stronger than a Veritech. I mean, you are you have more MDC than most robot suits. You are <laughs> you're, you're sick. I mean, you're just sick. Yeah, and it, it makes sense when you think about it because when you think of a, of a robot, you think of an empty space with machinery inside, surrounded by armor. Right? Like the leg isn't solid. It's it's got something that moves the leg surrounded by an armored shell that kind of looks like a leg. And that's what it is, right? There's a piston inside and some circuitry. A Borg, on the other hand, is solid all the way through. And it's heavy and it's dense and it's fucking after you. Yeah. (laughs) It's a scary ass thing. The MDC base for a Borg, or we could retitle this small subsection, why you might play a full conversion combat side. Right. (laughs) Well, um, size, you're big. All right. You're big. You're bigger than a dude. All right. Cool. MDC. MDC, as Matthew was so eloquently saying here, you are stronger. You you are tougher than most robots or many robots. You're 
base, personal MDC. This is just your body, right? Your body, your base is 180. And -hmm. if you have money, you can boost that up to 280. That's cool. That's just your base, your component, your head, arms, legs, hands, whatever. You have hit locations and they all have their own MDC bases as well. And they can go up pretty high. However, you can also add cyborg armor on top of your base that adds more bulk. Like when you look at the pictures of the combat cyborgs, those are guys in combat cyborg armor. Mm -hmm. Look at some heavy infantry armor here, right? Heavy infantry armor. If you want to go like full murder Borg, get that heavy infantry armor plus 360 main body MDC. That's just the body. That's two Veritex for those of you following (laughs) along at home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You basically can't prowl. Oh, no. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> when you look at prowl. this guy, you think, I prowl? <laughs> this is a guy who sneaks. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's a sickness, man. The Borg is, is an, an, an amazing class. And now I kind of want to play one again. And their stats, physical strength starts at 24 robotic. You can boost that up to 36. Physical prowess starts at 18. You can boost that up to 26. You have... <laughs> okay, that's speed of 132. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that... Yeah, Borgs are... Borgs are sick. I mean, and they don't really have an especial weakness beyond, like, their weight. And, you know, you, you don't want to get too near a magnet. But... Um, <laughs> That's that's about what you can do. Full conversion Borgs don't have psionics and magic. They just can't. So there's a yeah. limitation. Even a partial Borg will have limitations to their magical or psionic abilities. Um, yeah, partial Borg reduces your ISP by half and magic gets seriously penalized. But hey, you get a bonus to save versus possession. And you're impervious to psionic biomanipulation, which is one of the more heinous psionic powers. Yeah. Now, let's say you're looking at this and you're thinking, you know, I want to play a Borg, but I want to look weird. And this isn't weird enough. Or, you know, I want some cool stuff that's not in this book. Well, there are other books that have you covered. Oh, so many. The Borg got a lot of love. One of my favorites is Japan. In Rift Japan is the Dragon Borg. Now, these are not classes. These are Borg versions. You don't have to take... Dragon Borg OCC. You can take Combat Borg OCC and instead just say, I'm going to take that Borg as my body. And if the GM mm-hmm. says, dude, right on, I love it, then congratulations. You're now fucking Dragon Borg. Now, at that point, you have lost all semblance of external humanity. You, you look like a dragon, just a small one. Metal dragon. With guns on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> There's the ninja Borg in that book too. (laughs) Yeah. There's, I think the Borg actually get quite a bit in most of the, in most of the books. Yeah. In in any of them that have a high technological focus, like Russia. Yeah. The Russia books, I believe the warlords, actually, yeah, there's a mention here. Combat cyborgs of Russia often have vehicular lower bodies. So if you want to be a tank Borg, get the Russia book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you, if you want to play a servitor from, uh, from 40 K, the Borg. <laughs> yeah. Now there are some limitations in that 
you don't have a full choice of racial options. You, you know, human FUDBs and some subdemons can get them. But the rest of them, chances are, if you're looking through the book, the world book that has all the races in it, chances are you're going to be looking at something that's like cybernetics and bionics. Nope. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind is that you can't operate techno wizardry devices. You don't have anything to pull from. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, if I was, if I was a GM and I was dealing with a lot of Borgie overpowering problems, I would consider interference as well, because all of this is going to be pumping out a lot of signal in a lot of directions. And while that will be contained within your own body and you won't mess up your own systems, you could you could go like in a Harry Dresden way and make it so that a Borg just interferes with the stuff around them, like mm. communications equipment. Because <laughs> when, when you think about it, you're a strong, a strong transmitter, especially if you have any kind of communication stuff. And I think it would be interesting from an atmospheric standpoint if like the presence of a Borg threw off some electrical things around it. Ooh, yeah, like a headache wave generator or something. Mm-hmm. That anybody who is, you know, less, or, or what do you call it, um, mentally allergic to technology, such as like, yeah. a tr- like a mystic or something, could probably have some major, major drawbacks in the presence of one. I like that idea. Yeah. I don't think there's a mechanic for it, but I don't think there should be. That just sounds awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. just kind of flavor stuff. Yeah. Speaking of flavor stuff... If you are a game master and somebody wants to bring in a Borg, this is an opportunity to bring in not just the Borg, not just the player and their character, but whoever sponsored the creation of that Borg. You don't just wake up a Borg. You know, you don't just not growing in the coalition slums and thinking, I'm going to be a Borg and flip a switch. And now you're a free Borg running out in the wild. It's expensive stuff. Someone footed the bill. So. When you bring in a Borg character, think about who that character owes money to or who they work for or who they are running away from. And now you have antagonists or patrons or at the least more options for cool story. Agree 100%. Didn't even think about that. If you look at the credit costs uh, associated with all these little things, they are significant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah. So if someone took the time to create this, it's created for a purpose. This is uh, a military. This is this is causal. This is lots of people's fortunes wrapped up in this character. So yeah, uh, you may not be absolutely free to do as you please until you have <laughs> paid your debt or perhaps your owned. Um I mean, there's there's a lot of options. Good call. It's definitely something to keep in mind. A Borg should not just be free running unless it makes sense to your story. They're going yeah. to be connected to some kind of a patron or organization. And that's the Borg. Yeah. Fucking murder machine. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, iconic, like you said. Uh, we, we overuse that a lot. But I think, I think you and I got hit by riffs at a very very impressionable part of our lives and we're like that's amazing yeah and it's it's just stuck there are a few images from the book that are burned into my imagination 
the cover, Agreed. of course, the original butts cover. It's always mm-hmm. be there. The picture of the combat Borgs in the red and black. The the pictures of the Samus that are flying out over the desert. Mm-hmm. That Skelebot. Uh, oh, yeah. Skelebot forces. Yep. Yeah. With the spider skull walker in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ley line, that, that two-page spread. And... Oh, no, that was one more. Basically, um, the beautiful prince from the Butts edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say the Mystic Walker, too. Longs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, yeah line the Line Walker, walker yeah. images. That's what I was trying to remember. That blue and white image mm-hmm. of him just the, from the Orson Welles uh, Citizen Kane filmed from below shot as it's just walking towards you, filling the image. Yeah fantastic piece real real projection of power there all of yeah. these pictures are you know they're they're middle school boys power fans <laughs> yeah and god i i suppose one thing to keep in mind though is that you will not have as much of your humanity when you play um, yeah. unless you unless that's something you want to develop with your gm think about if, if you've ever broken a limb think about how much that changed you while you were walking around or gimping around in that cast, you know, how much that, that changed your outlook. Now imagine your, your whole body, including, you know, your bits are, um, taken away. What changes to your motivation? What changes to how you see the relative value of things around you? What interpersonal relationships will look like? Is it just a cause and effect? Is it, you know, a benefits loss balance sheet that you cast on everyone in your party. These are the things you're going to have to think about when you're playing a Borg and it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. You're a character who chances are you don't even have your own face anymore. Like you can't smile and you, unless yeah. you have like special bionic smiling components, you don't breathe. You, you don't have a, the heart you know you there's so many things that we just take for granted as part of the human experience mm-hmm. that you no longer have so yeah cold distant yeah. trying your best to hold on to it or just saying fuck it all and embracing who you are is a yeah major theme of playing this character yeah just remember that you're an outsider you, you won't smile you doubt it's doubtful you will laugh and if you do it's going to sound freaking hideous you won't flirt you won't be moved by physical beauty. I like none of that. None of that is going to act on you. You are going to, you're just going to be an outsider with, with, you know, no, no points of reference to the squishies around you, I suppose. You know, yeah, let's, let's unpack this for a moment. I, I really like this, this tangent that you've brought us on here. There's so much of what we call motion, which is rooted in our blood, our biology. Yeah. The fluttering in your chest when you see someone that you love or, you know, that that warm feeling that spreads through your body or the, the ice cold feeling running through your veins when you are confronted by someone that is your enemy. All of these things, you no longer have that physical corporeal component. It's it's gone. Now, maybe you have some circuits that simulate it, but again, it's fake and you know it's fake. You probably just turn that switch off and don't even deal with it. Think about some of the subtler things too, like um, camaraderie. Do you feel affection for those who you fight with in your party? Or is it a simple, once again, cost-benefit analysis? Are they adequate for the task or are they your friends? If they 
And here's an interesting thing. Alignments, any, not 90% are alignment, any, Mm -hmm. which I think is very important because you are outside of humanity and we're going to use humanity as like bipedal DBs included. You know, you're, you're outside of the, the, you're, you're almost out of the living experience. It's you're a brain in a jar bristling with weapons. (laughs) So existentialism or nihilism, take your pick. That's the combat cyborg. Well, thanks for tuning in. And I would personally like to just say this long delay was mainly based on me. And I'm really sorry, folks. We got a lot in the can coming. And thank you all for staying put. We'll try and do less of these breaks in the future. Yeah. And we really appreciate the words of encouragement that are constantly sent our ways. It's we just love having you guys around. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.